Welcome everyone to this episode of the Pemeto Guardian. I'm Sergeant Chelsea Baker. And I'm Sergeant Tim Andrews. And today we have some new faces with us, so I'm going to let each of you introduce yourself. Hey, good morning everyone. Um, I am Megan Hall, and I work for family programs at the Blufford Armory, but I am also on the special emphasis program um, for National Guard Bureau, uh, and I am on the LGBTQ committee. Good morning, everyone. I'm Jennifer Wolf. I'm one of the behavioral health specialists. Uh, I've been in that capacity since 2012. And on the private side, I am a licensed clinical social worker and a certified trauma treatment specialist with about 33 years in the mental health field. Wow, that's a long time. Yeah. That's longer than I've been alive. <laughs> so you have lots of knowledge then. <laughs> so I'm really glad that you both stopped by today because like you were saying, uh, June is a big month for us. So, and not just June, I mean the whole year really, but right. uh, so we're talking about a topic that we normally don't talk about, which is LGBTQ. And what a lot of people don't realize is that it is recognized now by DOD. Right. So that's really what this podcast is about. So I want to dive right in and talk about um, what that entails. So if you want to start off with that. Yeah. So, um, so every kind of different organization has a SEP program, and that is Special Emphasis Program. And so the Special Emphasis Program does, a, you know, work with our military as our military holds our technician positions, but the SEP program specifically is for federal technicians and civilians um, within those positions that hold Title V positions. So um, while we do work with the military because they usually hold those positions, it's a program specific to support them. Um, and there's one for all kinds of different cultures and religions and just the, it is so widespread. There's so many options, but it is recognized by DOD, um, and the LGBTQ program has also now been recognized by the DOD. So it's really just kind of getting everyone used to hearing that terminology and understanding that it it is supported by the DOD now. Mm -hmm. With that, there's going to be a lot of stuff going on for the month of June. So what are some things that the program is going to be doing for the month of June to be able to spread that awareness? Yeah, so one of the things we did was the podcast, which was new for us. Um, and so today we have, of course, Miss Jennifer Wolf, who's going to talk to us a little bit about the behavioral health side of things. Um, we're also going to uh, be bringing in the EO office and discussing different topics with them and um, some issues that some of our service members and our technicians are seeing um, with their jobs and while they're at drill, um, who they can contact, what resources are available. And then the VA has drastically changed as far as um, care for LGBTQ people. So they are going to be bringing in the VA as well to talk to everyone about that. One thing, um, and it's not just with LGBTQ, but a lot, well, really every topic that we talk about, it's the only way for us to break the stigma of it is to talk about it. Right. Because this is a topic that we don't talk about because people don't realize that it's okay to talk about it. Right. right. And so we need to bring awareness to it because it's okay. Mm -hmm. And there's been that back and forth of, um, is it okay? Is it not okay? And people don't realize that, um, it is like, we can talk about it. And beforehand, when we were trying to figure out the avenue to take for this, it's like, what can we say? What are, What's the terminology and all that? There's really no right or wrong to this because it's recognized now by DOD, and that's 
this is the start of it. This is where we need to bring the awareness to say it's okay. And everybody can have their own opinion, but everybody needs to be educated. Right. And um, that's why you guys are doing the board over at the tag building with the history and everything, because there is a a huge history behind it. Right. And um, people have been affected by this. Yes. So uh, within the timeline that I was doing with the research, it actually went back to 1778. That's when it insane. first started, oh, really? it started, yeah, so the first person was kicked out of the military and discharged as a security risk for being homosexual in 1778. So, I mean, it, it went back extremely far. Um, and even myself, I did not realize, you know, that it went back that far. Now, once you get to the kind of the end of the 60s, early 70s, that's when it really kicks in. And mm-hmm. it starts getting a lot of attention, media attention, and, you know, kind of being pushed out to the population, and, and then a lot of opinions and studies and research was kind of put into place but now it's very much an open topic that needs to be discussed Mm -hmm. so I kind of want to go into the um the mental health and the behavioral health side of it with your line of experience what what are what are things that we can discuss on that right well as you asked that question I I remember being a private practitioner and a private practice and I and not too long ago uh, received a referral for a from a physician and it said identity crisis on the referral form and actually the male that was being referred to me was homosexual but the physician wrote identity crisis so I think we start there Um, he really wasn't having an identity crisis he just needed to be comfortable with who he is and mm-hmm. being homosexual isn't something really you do it's something it's who you are um, I would say that whether you agree we all have our story we all have our conditioning it's not to change people's opinions or minds there is by history a higher suicide rate there's a higher depression rate there's a higher sexual assault rate um, so by talking about it, it brings that awareness, and I would hope that people could get out of, there. there's a misconception that if we talk about something, then we're accepting or agreeing, or we become what we're talking about, mm-hmm. um, and that's where the homophobic fears come in and what have you, so it's being factual, being knowledgeable, and just having an awareness of heterosexual homosexual regardless how do we treat each other Mm -hmm. and so that being objective being gracious being kind um whether you agree or not and I think if we take that avenue uh many what I see with many service members that struggle is that they are very hesitant to come forward and talk about it simply because they don't want to be stigmatized, they don't want to be ostracized by their by their unit, by their commanders, they don't want to be seen as different. So the more we talk about it, the more that there's an, a, uh, a knowledgeable base and an awareness of how we're all human. We're just walking through this walk in the flesh, and how do we help each other through that? Mm-hmm. Andrew, you got any questions? How long has it been since uh, the DOD has uh, recognized LGBTQ plus? So the um, <coughs> one of the first memorandums that kind of came out was in 2017, actually recognizing it on the DOMI website. Um, and so 
it started being recognized in 2010. So, um, without names, one of the presidents was running and part of their political campaign was that they would start working on it. Um, now that did not go, I'm sorry, that was 2007. In 2010, that actually went into effect. So then the don't ask, don't tell policy went into effect. Um, and, and that helped, it opened up the process of at least, you know, if you don't ask me, I don't have to tell you. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of the end. It just blocked the conversation out completely. Um, and then, you know, a few presidents later, that policy was ended and the policy changed. Um, so with that, now we have another president. It changes and it changes every few years. Um, you know, there was a, at one time a transgender band where you could not join the military at all. You could not be in the military and that has changed as well. So there's a lot of topics that we kind of had an old mindset to um, that, that have drastically changed, but because they're not widespread topics that we talk about, um, service members still have the mentality that that is still the same concept, that that is still the ban or the restriction um, when now it's changed and it's different. Do you think that with going back and forth so much that it affects the individuals that are a part of the LGBTQ community, like the suicide rates? And do you see that it affects them drastically with coming forward with saying, like, I am who I am? Absolutely. Well, you have to think about it this way, and thank you for the question, is that if I live in fear mm-hmm. or if I feel like there's going to be some retaliation, um, we can deal with being isolated and alone as human beings. What is extremely difficult is being humiliated or being shamed. That's very difficult to bounce back from. So if people feel like my disclosure will cause me to be shamed or humiliated or attacked. There's a thinking of, well, if it's different from me, and I want to say I grew up in the South, I love the South, but it's the, the mode of thinking is if it's different from me, not only do I change it, but I kill it. And so we have to get away from that, that we don't have to agree. Mm-hmm. We don't have to accept but we still have to treat with dignity. And I think if we go that avenue, um, even doing this podcast and even talking about it, I guarantee you there's going to be people will come to it with what I call their suitcases and their baggage (laughs) and, okay, they're talking about this. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, It's not, you know, we don't need to be threatened. We need to say, hey, we're all, we all bleed. You know, we're all, so how do we, how do we get past that? Mm-hmm. That's the challenge. I think that, that, I, I agree with that. And I think a biggest piece about it is, you know, growing up, I was kind of taught, you treat the CEO the same way you treat the janitor. It's the same concept. You just treat everyone like human, regardless of their religion, their sex, their, you know, their orientation, their race, it doesn't matter. Um, it, it's just treating them like human and just being kind. Yeah. Wearing this uniform, they always say that, you're you're a part of one percent of the population Mm -hmm. so for somebody to say I'm willing to stand up for this country to defend it regardless of who they are what does it matter right like they're saying I'm willing to defend this country regardless of skin color religion and all that stuff so what is I don't what does that matter that's a great point of question going through basic AIT and deployments and especially going uh, going to drill on the week uh, on the weekend and stuff like that. I mean, 
yeah, people who are part of the LGBTQ plus community. And uh, I mean, like you said, there's nothing different. I mean, other than like their, their preference or orientation and them wearing the uniform. I mean, I'm proud to serve with them to, to my left and to my right. And I'm happy to have served with them. Right. I would add also, and thank you for that, that just to be educated mm-hmm. as far as um, sadly, we still live where if somebody's beside you, well, I may catch what you have or, or that, you know, there's such a lack of knowledge on how we tick as human beings. So that education piece comes along with the respect mm-hmm. and that's up to us. That's not what someone else can do for us. That's for us to do for ourselves and it'll get better when collectively mm-hmm. everybody starts doing that. Right. And, you know, I, I've seen um, and heard comments, um, you know, they're like, well, we, we all wear green. We are all green, and we are. But within that green, we're a very diverse culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have different races and religions and orientations. And while, yes, we are green as a forefront, we also are so diverse that we still need to support those service members where they need the support. But also with that, you – if we weren't so diverse, you wouldn't get the experiences and you wouldn't right. learn. Absolutely. Like if I um, come from a different background and go and experience different things, whether it's different training or going to different, even states, states are even different Correct. and their cultures are different and going through different training exercises and deployments, you wouldn't learn and have those experiences and have a different understanding and viewpoint mm-hmm. if you didn't go through that. Right. And so, and until you experience that, you don't realize it. And so I'm glad that you brought that up because especially within the National Guard, that's what makes us so different is because you have all these different people from all over that you meet and you share these common interests with, but then you have all these different interests with, but, but it brings you together. It does. Right. And then you have a better understanding of life and, and you learn from them. Like you're the way you think, and it's like when we're working and stuff. And it, I was just telling Andrews the other day when we're editing and stuff, how I do one, how I work and do things is completely different how he does things. But that doesn't mean that his way is right or wrong, and I my way is right or wrong. And you're not going to know that unless you're working together. Right. It's no different. So that's why it's good to be able to work together and learn from each other because I could be going through life doing it this way. But then if I don't um, meet somebody else and have these experiences, I could be like, man, I've been doing it this way for so long, and you came in and showed me a different way, and that makes it so much easier, or I would have never thought to do it that way. I think it kind of starts with the asking the question. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people feel like the question has to be very blunt, like, are you a homosexual? Are you gay? Are you lesbian? And it doesn't have to start that way. You know, it can just be like, Tell me about yourself. You know, mm-hmm. do you have a family or, you know, what do you do for your job? Just starting that conversation to grow that relationship with someone. It doesn't mean that that relationship is going to go any further than that conversation. But you at least give somebody the opportunity that if they want to tell you, to tell you. It also gives you that opportunity. Um, and I know with, with my job, it has given me the opportunity for somebody to come out and say, you know what, I needed somebody to talk to because I'm suicidal or I'm depressed. Right. And it just gives them that, that open door, you know, opportunity to talk to somebody. And sometimes that's all they need. Mm-hmm. A listening ear. Yes. Right. And along those lines, also, we have to remember that being different is 
interesting, but mm-hmm. there's tr- a lot of people, they don't like change, and they fear change, and I don't like it, and there's a, also a tremendous amount of people that feel that being different or homosexual or what have you is just wrong, mm-hmm. and that their mission is to correct it. So we have to remember that that is also very prevalent. And so the wise approach is it's okay that we're different. It's not right or wrong, we're just different. Mm-hmm. But I guess we wouldn't have any <laughs> we wouldn't have any conflict or battles if people were like, "No, it's right. It's my play," you know. And that's what we deal with. And people mm-hmm. don't like change. They don't like it. So this is a tough topic it that is. people are not used to and it'll take time it's definitely hard. yeah and and I mean you you know I understand a lot of people I hear comments you know well you're throwing it in my face or, or you're mm-hmm. forcing it down my throat and that's not the intent of the SEP program at all it is strictly just open door education it's not you googling and figuring out you know this person's opinion or that person's opinion and accepting their opinion it's just education for you to decide on your own and it's just resources for our service members and our technicians that it does affect to have somewhere to go have mm-hmm. somebody to talk to um, you know, I work with service members every day and family members every day, and they have no idea the programs and the resources that are available. Um, the resources that Jennifer provides with behavioral health, they're free. They're 100% free. So it's it's easy for me to be able to get a phone call and call Jennifer and say, hey, I have a service member that really just needs somebody to talk to. Mm-hmm. And then Jennifer's able to sit with them and talk with them, and it's free. And that takes that burden because financially right now with COVID and everything going on, financials are just in the gutter. Um, so, you know, being able to still get them the resources they need without, you know, tapping into their pockets. Absolutely. And I would add to that, you know, we are free and we are all licensed clinicians. So we're under HIPAA. Um, we don't disclose except if it's a life threat or we're mandated reporters by law, but we don't disclose any information. And a lot of times people feel like if I seek behavioral health, I'm going to get profiled. It's going to it's going to reflect negatively on my military career, and it's against the law and our license to do that. So utilize us. You know, I meet people everywhere when they when they are ready to talk about it. And I was thinking along the lines also that generationally things have changed that we can even have this conversation. My dad was World War II veteran, and I guarantee you, if he heard me having this conversation, <laughs> he's rolling over in his grave. Because you just didn't, it was, it always existed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just didn't talk about it. Yep. Like there was something wrong with talking about it. But it is what it is now, and we have to do better mm-hmm. so that people feel, hey, I can be who I am. Mm-hmm. And that's the key. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate both of y'all coming in. Is there anything else before we close out that you would like to talk about or mention before we close out no I just want to thank you for tackling this this is you know to this is tough it's a tough sensitive topic so thanks for having the courage to do that absolutely well we definitely will be doing more of these throughout the month so be on the lookout for that um but with that if you guys have nothing else um we will We'll see you guys soon. Thank you. Thank you. Um, But if you guys like this video, make sure you give it a big thumbs up. If you haven't subscribed to our channel, make sure you hit the subscribe button, and we will catch you guys in the next episode.